Welcome to the Game Plan Podcast with Judah Newby and Brian Perkins, breaking down all things Seahawks. Week five of the season, Seahawks and St. Louis Rams. I'm not even call them the LA Rams. Wow. They're always from St. Louis. Salty. Rivalry weekend. You're from St. Louis. Alongside Brian Perkins, I'm Chuda Newby as the Seahawks try to avoid a two and three record, but coming off the big win at the Arizona Cardinals ahead of the London trip to face the Oakland Raiders. Perkins, we're not feeling very good about this game. We're both frankly surprised that vegas only has the line at minus seven and a half yeah like you're putting money down on it i'm starting like half of the rams offense on my fantasy team (laughs) it's uh i don't think either you or i feel very good about the prospects of this game so what are we missing that's the thing i i when i look at that spread the only thing that i i can think to justify it is that they want more money on the rams right but wouldn't the line eventually move like, the line has only moved a point since opening. Yeah. And that surprises me a little bit. And I know the NFL spreads are a lot smaller than, say, college, college no right? question. But I don't see, and I'm not even taking last season. Like, let's just leave last season's game out of this because I still feel like Seattle was a better team than what they showed mm-hmm. that week, you know, um, 42 to 7. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, they were a better team than that. It's just one of those things. Like when Seattle beat the Eagles, <laughs> it almost feels kind of like that a little bit where where Seattle maybe wasn't as good as the Eagles, but they were definitely better than they showed against the Rams. Well, yeah, I don't know. That Rams game last year was the week after the Jaguars game, wasn't it? Yeah. The controversy and the... And the, the tough loss and that finish. And I remember after beating the Eagles last year on Sunday night, feeling very good about the Seattle team. Yeah, we were talking about this team. As being Who are a, they going to face in the divisional round after they get a bye, I feel like, was kind of the discussion. That was within the conversation. Little did we know that would be you know, the last time we would speak of the team in that terms, and they would not make the playoffs. Last time in possibly a long time. you know, And, and not only is Seattle have to play the best offense in the NFL and arguably the best defensive line in the NFL, yeah. they have to play them on 10 days rest. Exactly, yeah. The Rams coming off that Thursday night win over the Minnesota Vikings where they put up 500 yards of offense and had Jared Goff throw five touchdown passes. If they're putting up 500 yards of offense against the Vikings, Earl Thomas goes down. I mean, I don't even know what you would... Yeah, it's on the road. Here's the thing. I also think that there is still a residue of perception out there that Seattle is a tough place to play. And the, and it is. I don't think it's it's it is still a tough place to play, but it's not overwhelming anymore. And it's only as tough as the opponent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a significantly tougher place to play when the Seahawks are good. You know, the Seahawks are not good right now. Why I think that's part of the reason Vegas probably is just not comfortable favoring a road team in Seattle by any more than seven and a half, just from a perception standpoint. Typically, you know, the way that Vegas runs is it's about three points home field advantage, right? So if a team was going to be a 10 point favorite, they would only be a seven point favorite because the, if they're playing on the road, because typically home field means kind of that, that level with Seattle over the years, it's typically been a tick more, maybe four, 
four and a half points total. So if this was a neutral site game, we're talking about maybe a 12-point spread, which to me I almost would still take, <laughs> to be honest with you. The Rams. Um, but, yeah, I would almost still take the Rams. But I, I could get why Vegas might be a little timid to put too high of a, a mark on it. I just don't – you know, just looking at this game, Judah, and we've been pretty negative about their chances, I just don't see – and Pete Carroll, to his credit, before Earl Thomas went down – had once again designed, despite losing all the players they had this offseason, a pretty darn good defense, at least when you're talking about the passing game. Maybe pressuring the quarterback hasn't been there due to injuries and just lack of depth and lack of, quite frankly, skill at some of those positions. But overall, the Seahawks' defense had been pretty good. Now, the quarterbacks they've gone up against, we're talking about uh, Case Keenum, who, to me, is a pretty marginal quarterback in the NFL. Um you know, slightly above average. He's Alex Smith is kind of how I look at him. You had, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, second year in the league, still figuring things out. I know he threw, obviously, for the six touchdowns last week in the first half, was it, for the Bears? But, you know, still a guy that's kind of coming along. And, of course, you have uh, Dak, who was really limited, didn't attempt many deep balls in that game. They were really conservative with him. And then, of course, Josh Rosen making his first career start. So it feels a little bit like, yes, the defense played well, but who were they going up against, at least in terms of quarterback? Well, guess what? Now you get Jared Goff in town. You get all of his weapons. And not only that, you have a defense that is insanely stacked. And all of this due to a rookie quarter, a quarterback still on his, uh, his rookie deal. So... The only way that I, th- I see them at all making this an interesting game is if they find a way to be more aggressive on offense and go for six instead of three when they're in scoring territory. <laughs> they're going to have to do that if they want to have any sort of chance at uh, keeping pace with the Rams because that defense yeah. ain't going to be making very many stops. You wouldn't think so. What was the stat that you had about LOB members? First time since 2010 – not one member of the LOB has been on the field. Obviously, Earl Thomas, you know, rookie year. It's going to be a different-looking group. Credit Bradley to McDougald for playing some excellent football this season. He's played really well. I think... Uh, Bobby's been pretty good. And Flowers is coming along. Flowers had a really high PFF grade last week. I yeah. think highest on the team or something like I that. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm glad because it did feel like he played pretty well. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of drop passes we've talked about in there that were in his targets, but he's coming along. Shaq, both of them. What do you think of Shaquem, a weak side linebacker in this game? Because yeah. we got Michael Kendrick suspended and KJ Wright not back yet. So yeah. that that's that scares the crap out of me. Just add that to the to the list, the growing list of concerns, right? You lose Earl Thomas. He's going to have a chance to make an impact, though, in this game. He is. And, you know, he's been great on special teams this year, right? You've seen him yeah. make a lot of big plays. And it, he, he's just a spark plug, right? Guy that brings a lot of energy and can overcome, you know, the fact that he's a rookie and the obviously the physical obstacle that he's had to overcome, not having a hand. He's able to overcome a lot of those things due to just pure freaking resilience. Right. And, and that's definitely to be commended. But... If week one is an indication of where he is, it's not going to go well against the Rams. I mean, you know, if week one, if 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 we don't see much of a step up from him, 
there's going to be some issues. You know, we saw missed tackles, missed assignments from him. Uh, so Kendricks being out is a big deal for sure. And Pete Carroll seems surprised this week talking to the media about it. He didn't think that he would get uh, he would be out for this game. Yeah, and he ends up being suspended indefinitely, and we'll see what that means for his time with the Seahawks. He's probably done as a Seahawk, all things considered. Yeah, will will he be suspended more games than Greg Hardy ever was? Ish. Good luck. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. What do you think of the Seahawks offense against the Rams defense? This is going to be a game Chris Carson is back after missing last week's game. I mean, you know, the, the, they're going to have to they're going to have to figure it out. But you had mentioned something interesting before. We've talked about the role of CJ Procise and when is he going to show up? When is he going to get meaningful snaps? And it's been promised and promised. Is this the week that that actually gets unveiled? I know. Three snaps last week. Yeah. And I don't even remember it. Do you remember any snap that he was involved in? I do not. I don't. And I was watching that game pretty closely. Ugh. I don't even remember him being on the field. And again, Dick Stockton was calling the game. So yeah. I don't think he could even see who was playing. <laughs> that guy's an old guy. <laughs> poor, poor Mark Schlereth calling the game with him. Yeah, that's one of those you put it on mute. But... You know, precise. I mean, I guess that's kind of the one thing that that we should be looking for in this game. And this is the the only thing that is, to a certain extent, even keeping my interest in wanting to watch this game. And I've watched a lot of bad Seahawks football over the years. So have you, Judah? You know, we've watched. I mean, dude, I've you know, I'm 31, so I've watched a lot of John Kitna football. Uh, and I'm er- 34, so Rick Meyer is <laughs> terrible for me. I, you know, I saw a lot of the Hasselbeck Dilfer like controversy early on before it was established that Hasselbeck should be the guy. Hasselbeck you know, Dilfer controversy. We saw the I'm Charlie not. Whitehurst era. Yeah, we did. The Tavares Jackson era, hey, which is actually also game. this era. Won a playoff game. Actually, wait, no. <laughs> no, that was Tavares Jack. No, that was Hasselbeck. But Whitehurst won the Week 17 game yes. to get us into the playoffs. <laughs> Hell yeah. Suck it, Rams. That's going to be my remember when. Suck Spo- it, Bradford. Spoiler alert. Um, There's so many great remember wins with the Rams. Yeah, I played a lot of games over the years. And also not Not so great. great. Ones. I was going to say early 2000s, right? But Even th- Fisher Rams yeah. drove me up <laughs> well, the wall. True, true, for sure. But I think when you look at, at is there a hope for Seattle – the only thing I can think is that they looked at the first four weeks and they looked at the level of competition that they were playing, and they felt confident that they could play a very conservative brand of football offensively and still win those games because of the lack of talent, the off the opposing offenses that they faced. Yep, they won the turnover battles in pretty much all of those games. Uh, you know, they went two and two, but they had opportunities. I mean, this is a team that could be very well three and one, or I mean, even arguably undefeated, right? But that's football; that's the way it goes. So uh, that's the one thing. It's like, well, maybe they actually will start to unleash and be more aggressive. Maybe they will actually run, I don't know, play action. Maybe let your quarterback pass more than 15 yards down the field. Maybe utilize C.J. Procise for the freaking two quarters that he'll be healthy for this team. So, yes, you want to see that happen. You want to see Brandon Marshall hang on to a damn football. You know, this is a guy that's 31 catches away from being 15th, tied for 15th all-time in receptions in NFL history. It would have gotten there by now. Yeah, if he wouldn't have had the drops. He's had, Squeeze it. I think, four drops this year. Yeah. He had two last week, right? Or one, the one really bad one, obviously, uh, that, that changed the, the, the entire script of that game. Feels like 15 drops. But 
you know, I would like to see ProSize. And running back is a position, Judah, where for all of Seattle's offensive woes, you feel pretty good about that position, right? I do. I mean, you have guys, Penny's finally coming into form and start, is starting to look more comfortable out on the field and adjusting to the speed of the NFL and adjusting to not ingesting so many calories. Um, you <laughs> you look at Mike Davis. Look, he looked at a little bit out of shape. Let's put it. Wow. First few weeks of the season, right? Okay. Mike Davis looked really good. Had a career game last week. Yeah. So you know, and then obviously Chris Carson has. I mean, to be honest, if you look at his overall grades, has not looked that's right exactly fantastic. But a lot of that's due to the O line. I mean, you feel pretty good about the depth at running back, and if they can get Procise involved in the passing game, I mean. I mean, that's kind of an area, along with quarterback, you know, that you feel pretty good about going into this game with the Rams. You're going to have to be able to run the football and control the clock in order to stay close in this game. And score touchdowns. If this becomes a 33-27 type of T.O.P. for the Rams, I think you're in trouble. 34-26 even more so. And you're right, score touchdowns, which means being more aggressive uh, in down-distance situations. Is this going to be a game we finally see him go for it, you know, in plus territory on fourth down? rather than bring out Michael Dixon. You might have to. You know, what if that happens in the first half? What if it's a, you know, 14-7 to lead for the Rams? Seahawks have the ball, second quarter, plus territory, fourth and three. You're going for it. I think that situation, you have to go for it. Get it 14-10, get it 14-14 late in the first half to stay within it, because what's going to happen otherwise? You're going to punt it back to the best offense in football, with a chance to make it 21 7 at halftime, and now you're done. You know, you got to score first. You got to play from in front and just try to stay close. Otherwise, I don't think you've got a prayer. If St. Louis scores first, you're welcome, St. Louis. If St. Louis scores first, that's just going to be my thing. Rivalry week with these guys, they're from St. Louis. I don't care. If St. Louis scores first and gets any type of two score lead in the first half, it's over. It's going to get ugly. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. And and even last week, I, I have to say I was frustrated when they punted the football when when it was fourth and one and yeah. at the 45-yard line, I think, well, Arizona's they clearly 45. didn't respect Josh Rosen or didn't think that he could do anything. No, so. which, to be fair, he didn't it's, on the ensuing possession. He actually kind of looks good, though. He No, he did, but, but I'm saying on that, that possession, on that right, possession yeah. specifically, he didn't. Yeah. But in that situation, I don't care if it's the first quarter. If it's fourth and one on the 45-yard line, you need to go for it. You need to go for it in that scenario. So we'll see what happens. But, I mean, this team is going to have to increase their aggression um, tenfold if they want to have any shot at winning this game with the Rams. I mean, and the problem is you're dealing with an offensive line that is, uh, or excuse me, a defensive line that is probably going to uh, make guys like, uh, you know, Sweezy and Effetti struggle a little bit at times in this game. I mean, you have arguably the best defensive lineman in the game, you know, and Aaron Donald. Uh, it's going to be tough, I think, for them to uh, protect their quarterback. And honestly, I'd like to see Russ use his legs a little bit more again, too. It's time for Remember When on the Game Plan Podcast. You could go a lot of different directions with that, but you know, I'll go to that Week 17 game, Charlie Whitehurst against Sam Bradford. Sunday Night Football was in town, and Seahawks won the game to clinch the NFC West with a 7-9 and record. And by doing so, they got themselves an opportunity to host a home playoff game where they upset Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints 41-36 to on the strength of Beastquake 1.0. Man, and it's so funny because it's so easy to forget that uh, 
that game, right? Because of the Beast Quake. But there have been so many memorable games with uh, Seattle and the Rams, I mean, over the years. And obviously, you mentioned the Jeff Fisher era. My God. I mean... Did Pete Carroll go 500 against Jeff Fisher, you think? Probably. I mean, I got to tell you, the Rams were one of those teams, and it's this year it's even worse, right? But, like, you just went, God, this game's going to suck. Like, you know it's going to be... Even if they win... It's just going to be a terrible game. It's not going to be aesthetically pleasing. You're not going to be cheering very much. Could never block them. No. They couldn't block us. Just a lot of unconverted third downs and punting. Yeah. Bad football. Yeah. You know. You know then I, there would be one wild high-scoring game like there was in, was it week one of the season in, in 16? Was it 16, I think it was? And they lost in overtime? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then what was the game where, like, was it Kellen Clemens that, like, took him down the field? Yep. And scored late. No, they missed. No, oh, well, no, that no, was a Monday he, night game. Yeah, it was incomplete. Right. Yeah, but they were like inside the ten. That was a fourteen seven game, wasn't it? Because Golden Tate I had the fourteen to ten. I thought it was like uh, or fourteen twelve. No, no, no. You're right. Four, no, it was it was fourteen nine. Yeah, it was something. Hold on. Very awkward, but they needed a touchdown. The Rams did because they were in the red zone. They were like inside the ten or something, or I think it maybe even inside the five. Fourteen to nine. So they needed a touchdown. Yep. And I remember that, that guess final. Who, guess who the high passer. Guess how many passing yards Russell Wilson had. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to say 110. He had 139. Oh, God. How many times was he sacked? Oh, three. Seven. Seven? Seven sacks. Who was the leading receiver in that game for Seattle? Golden, because he had the ADR. Oh, that's right. When he, when he did the waved, talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yep, yep. <laughs> 2013. Good Lord. That was a terrible Golden game. Tate making a name for himself on Monday Night Football, huh? He's still doing Yeah, well, <laughs> built a career off that. Well, what about, uh, let's go all the way back to uh, 2004. Uh, playoff game? Yeah. Oh, this is not good. 27-20? <sighs> After winning the freaking <laughs> division at 9-7? and seven. I hate Mark Bulger. <laughs> you know who had the game win? Go ahead, touchdown catch in that one for the Rams. I'm pretty sure this is right. I got to go back and double check, but I'm pretty positive it was Cam Cleland had the go ahead touchdown catch for the Rams, and uh, we drove all the way down the field after that. And Bobby Ingram dropped the game-winning touchdown. Which is insane. Fourth down. Right? Bobby Ingram. Mr. Reliable. I loved Bobby Ingram so much. He was so good. Always willing to take a shot over the middle, Bobby Ingram was. Man. Yeah, the Rams. It's funny because Seattle owns the all-time series lead with the Rams. But it sure doesn't feel that way, does it? It doesn't feel that way. Yeah, it was Mark Bulger to Cam Cleland for a 17-yard touchdown in the final two minutes of the game. <sighs> Frick, I never liked Cam Cleland anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one for sure. That's a great remember when. This has just been a positive uh, podcast. Yeah, so what's your prediction on this game? It's one of our better ones. My prediction is mayhem. The mayhem guy's literally just going to be on the field. Um, he's in. Uh, he he has a character in 
30 Rock. <laughs> Named Dennis. Tina Fey's ex-boyfriend. I've never seen 30 Rock. Really? No. Do you love America? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Third Rock from the Sun. That's not what I... I have not seen 30 Rock. But, uh, yeah. Do you know that Doug Baldwin is still third among receivers for receiving touchdowns since 2015? In the NFL? Yeah. It's because that second half of 2015 was <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It's like Jerry Rice space. He's one, he's one touchdown behind DeAndre Hopkins. That's beautiful. Goes A.B., DeAndre, and then Dougie Doug. Ahead of Odell. Suck it. You know Because Odell wasn't in the NFL yet. You know who's fifth on that list? Michael Crabtree. Mike Evans. Oh, really? Yeah. For touchdowns? Yeah, 26. <laughs> Dang, that guys don't score a lot of touchdowns, do they? No. Not anymore, because you're distributing to so many guys. Running backs now, so involved in the passing game. Tight ends, obviously. Yeah. It really skews, I think, the stats a lot more. Yeah. I mean, look at last night even. Last night with uh, uh, Ebron. Yeah. Right? I mean... I think all of his touchdown passes were to tight ends. Yep. That's how he does it. So I think that Seattle is going to play a bit better than we expect. And by a bit better, I mean they score like in the 20s. I think they score 20 points on the nose. But the Rams just go to town. I mean, I don't know how Seattle's going to stop the Rams defensively. I don't really see any sort of scheming or game plan that, that overcomes just pure talent discrepancies for each team. I mean, I just don't know how that's... Not to mention the strategy discrepancies, because McVay's going to dial something nasty up. He is, you know, and the problem is you have so many guys you have to look out for on that team. You know, Gurley's obviously a weapon. Goff right now is slinging it, and he's a guy that I feel like, even though the Rams were good, going into the season, the perception was they were good, but it didn't really have much to do with him. Right, like he was kind of, he was kind of a game manager, a guy that could make a play here or there, but wasn't necessarily a top, you know, like a, a very good quarterback. Well, but, we haven't seen those wow throws no. time after time after time that made Rodgers so great, right? But we started, we he, saw a few from him on Thursday, didn't we? Thursday, I think, was his bona fide star yeah. appearance. Now, can he back it up? Yeah, because anybody can have a great game, even though that was a wow game. But can he back it up with another one? Just question. Yeah, and even if he can't, the talent that they have and the playmakers yeah, that they, they have. They have a running back that's like an MVP candidate. So Yeah, and then you have three receivers that are, I mean, you know, Flowers has looked better. You know, Griffin, Shaq Griffin, has obviously really established himself as CB1 for them, and, and he's played really well right. for Seattle, and he's a good player. But I just don't see how they have enough talent to overcome, and I think it's going to be 37 to 20. Wow. I have 37-17. Yeah. So. And we're both the Lay the points. Even if it gets bet Start up, lay the, the points. Start the Rams. Yep. I, I have Cooper The over-under is 50. <laughs> the over-under is 50 in this game. You would play the over, too. Yeah. I think Seattle is going gonna, is gonna to do some things, some exciting things. I think yeah. they'll have, you know, they're bottom in the league right now, explosive plays. I mean, which is so weird because it's something over the years that Pete Carroll really valued, you know, in Russell. Even when they were pretty conservative and he was more in that managerial role in 2012, even 20, a lot of 2013, they still valued his deep ball because he had such a he was such a threat with the deep game, and explosive plays were a big deal for Pete Carroll and the philosophy of that offense. And they just don't seem to give a crap anymore about that. So, 
You're going to need some in this game because the Rams, you know, are going to have quite a few, probably three or four. He's Brian Perkins. I'm Chuda Newby. We'll come back on Monday to talk about this game in whatever form it takes. <laughs> we'll see you then.